And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fedit. Uh, we got an ep- oh, we got to switch it up to now. We're now we got the right branding. Today we're gonna cover Rallo, guys. Let's get into it, man. It's gonna be lit. Move over, Denzel. Okay, guys. I used to be a special agent on Lynchy Investigations. It is- this is the arrest paperwork. Okay, so here is the booking uh cases that i did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking those are like two crimes that i'm very good agent very strong agent i did a lot of big cases i've done title three intercepts which is basically listening to phones i've written hundreds of affidavits to arrest people i've done uh i've been a grand jury and testified a million times i've done big cases uh i've done Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to uh, Fedit, man. Uh, sorry for starting a little bit late, guys. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm a little sick. Feel like Jordan with the flu game, but we gonna we're still gonna perform regardless of how I feel, man. Had a long day, but uh, today we're gonna cover the Rallo drug case. Okay, guys, we got quite a bit to cover, so I'm gonna just get right into it, baby. All right, so who is this guy? Who is Rallo? So we're gonna go ahead and uh, get you guys a quick little intro into who he is. He's a musician out of Atlanta. And uh, let me get this screen shared with you guys here in a second. Give me one second, man. And I'm I'm solo today, guys. I know you guys had a couple of um, <laughs> uh, some of you guys didn't like it too much that I had some ladies on on some of the other shows. But hey, man, sometimes you gotta get some people to help you out with um, uh, you know, doing your whole you know super chats and everything else like that. But let me hit some of these real quick, real fast. Okay, so I see. Um, okay. So we got uh, EFC MMA sport and update about EFC. Harman, do you know Rallo reverted to Islam? Yes, I do. I do know he's been pretty uh, religious as of recently. Um, if you look at his most recent stuff, which I'm going to show you guys here on his Instagram here in a second. Um, so, okay. So who is Rallo? Uh, let's go over the quick Wikipedia as usual, since you guys love to make fun of my Wikipedia. Um, here he is. So, uh, Rallo, known, uh, Terrell Davis, known by his stage name, Rallo, is an American rapper signed to Gucci Mane 1017 Records via Interscape uh, Scope Records and his own label, Fam America Records. Guys, keep in mind this Fam America thing. We're going to be talking about that quite a bit. Rallo gained recognition following the release of a single, Can't Lie, featuring fe- rapper uh, Future, which was released in 2015. Spin Magazine placed the song at number 65 on its Every Future Song of 2015 ranked list. Um, and you know, and then obviously he got arrested. Not much of a Wikipedia here, which is strange for a rapper, but let's see here. Now we're going to go ahead. I'm going to share this with you guys real fast. And I'm going to move this over here. Give me one sec guys. Yes. But yeah, he, he, he has reverted to Islam. And then we got uh Cardi bands, uh, two bucks. We'll tolerate Dollface. <laughs> Shout out to Dollface. Uh, supporting, appreciate you, G, and the work y'all put in. Thank you so much. No trust, five bucks. And somebody said, where's the cougar? You guys are hilarious. Bring the ladies back. We love the ladies. Ace7X. Hey, man, I got some complaints last time with Amanda, so I was like, all right, I'll just do it myself solo this time. Collab with David Goggins. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. Um, it isn't easy to get him on the show, uh, but we will definitely – I will make a cha- – we will get him eventually. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get all these big guests. We will get them. Absolutely, we will get them in the future. So, okay, guys, on your way, do me a favor. Go ahead and like the video. Um, so, here, let me open up another screen here because this thing always messing up. Okay, I'm going to move this over here. Okay. So, you guys are probably wondering who is Rollo. I'll show you guys real fast. Rollo. Bam. Actually, you know what? Let me just open up. Let me move this over here. I'll just move that over here. So, here he is right here. 
share screen with y'all real fast. Let me close this. Oh, somebody else. Cardi Bands. Amanda was definitely trying to get some attention. Ah, you know how it be, guys. You, you know, it's, it's girls always want attention, guys. It's it, we should we should we know that on this side of the internet. So here's Instagram here, by the way, guys. You know, 1.2 million followers. Obviously, a huge following. Yeah, here he is praying. Um, right. This is the album cover. Uh, political prisoner. Right. Which I haven't muted, guys. I don't want to get hit with the. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get hit with the with the copyright. But yeah, here's the Instagram right here, guys. Okay. Here's the infamous yellow Lambo, which you guys are going to see this again soon. Um, and here's his click the link below, right? So you br- click the link, and where does it bring you? It brings you here. So he's trying to get a pardon, guys, right now. All right. So let's go forward a little bit here. I don't know why this thing is acting like this. Let me refresh it. Of weed? Yeah. So Ramos' situation is a little bit different. But at the same time, you know, there are people making millions and billions for selling, you know, tens of thousands of pounds, you know, in other states. And they're not being prosecuted federally, even though they both violated federal statutes. And that's why it's so unjust to incarcerate some, but allow, you know, mostly the elite and mostly, you know, older white men. To- so basically, um, he's trying to get a pardon, guys, because um, he got in which we're going to read the case here in a second, uh, as far as like he got hit with a marijuana charge. But here's the thing, guys. Marijuana is legal, illegal federally. Yes, some states do have it legal, um, but it does not matter because it is still illegal federally. And the way that he was trafficking it, it affects interstate commerce, which we've talked about this on this podcast a bunch of times, guys. We already know what happens when you cross state lines, right? It automatically becomes federal. And now you're going to run into more issues because the feds don't lose. And we're going to be looking at it here in a second so um this is tmz and i, I don't want to play too much of this in case they try to hit me with that copyright but um to prosper while locking fair use, fair use. Color like Rollo. so okay so and this is him doing some promo you know what i mean uh and this is rallo uh fan america it's his music channel um and i've and the song that they were talking about before so you type in rallo so look, look look at this right you go on youtube right look at all this stuff here Rallo making 12 million in drug game, only having 3 million after leaving. Rallo on the biggest drug dealer in the bluff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where else here? There's We have more stuff. Rallo being his mom's sugar daddy, even after drug kingpin dad passed away. Uh, <laughs> feds claim they found... Nope, nope. Uh, Rallo, I went to jail 32 times in four years. Future always wanted me to stop selling drugs. You know, it's like... <laughs> Drug busted. Like, this is just not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Like, all this stuff is, look, Raul shows off his 410K Lamborghini Huracan and 30000 in, ca- in cash. Like, guys, the feds are going to use this as as evidence. You know what I'm saying? This is, like, public stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I know Vlad has a bad rep for, like, oh, they use this stuff as evidence or whatever. But you got to understand, like, when you go on these interviews and it's up on YouTube, they're going to use it, man. They're going to use it. I mean, I know they use that. Um, We did the back Casanova breakdown. They used the fact that he had been in so many sta- – he had stabbed so many people in jail. They used it in the federal court case, guys. Like, it's all public information. The feds can use it. Okay? So, uh, what else? I was going to show you guys one other thing as well. Um, yeah. It, it, it just, just crazy stuff, guys. You know, like, this is just – this isn't even me opening it up. And he's already, like, you know, confessing to crimes. All right? Um, so, let me close these. And I got his court documents here as well, guys. So we're now we're going to play this over here. This was when he the takedown um, in Atlanta. And then we're going to read through his court documents as well, guys. So I'm going to enlarge this. Let me know. Actually, you know what? Let me make sure there's no echoes, guys. 
And before I do that, let me click here. Karan Kaur, uh, just dropping into support. Thank you so much, Karan. I appreciate it greatly. And guys, for you guys that are just joining, go ahead and like the video, please. Um, and then let me make sure I didn't miss any of you guys. Um, thank you guys so much for the donations, man. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, all that money goes right back into the studio, as you guys know. Got some new equipment uh, that's in the house that I'm setting up right now as we speak, actually. So, all right. So, uh, Atlanta rapper Rallo arrested, accused of leading gang. Accused tonight of leading a gang. And this is from uh, 11 Alive, guys. This is the Atlanta news station. That was allegedly caught trying to move nearly $2 million worth of pot through Metro Atlanta. 11 Alive's Naima Abdullahi has exclusive reaction now from Rallo's team. Oh, what the hell? Okay, I might have to move. Tonight. Rollo's team tell let me bring it back. Sorry guys, I don't know why the hell this thing is acting like this. I'll refresh it and won't mess with an it. Atlanta rapper accused tonight of leading a gang that was allegedly caught trying to move nearly two million dollars worth of pot through Metro Atlanta. Eleven Alive's Naima Abdullahi has exclusive reaction now from Rollo's team tonight. Rollo's team tells me he's being targeted and is sitting in jail wrongfully accused. But a federal criminal complaint lays out how investigators allegedly connected Rollo to the... Damn, the, evidence, the FBI evidence response team there, bro. That's not a good look. That is definitely not good. Operation. Before we dig any deeper into this, let's tell you who 23-year-old Terrell Davis, a.k.a. Rollo, is, if you're not familiar with Atlanta's hip-hop scene. The artist has a huge social media presence and following, with more than 200,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and song collaborations with T.I., 2 Chains, Future, Gucci Mane, and so many others. And Definitely connected. Uh, he has that song with uh, Future that I was telling y'all about before. Now, criminal complaint alleges the rapper who's called this apartment complex in Atlanta home, a complex just raided yesterday, is the leader of a gang referred to as Famerica. That's uh, and we're going to read through this uh, this complaint, guys, here in a second, by the way, as you guys know, a criminal complaint is what an agent uh, writes and then testifies to in order to get an arrest warrant. OK, and we're going to read through it. And uh, yeah. A name Rallo regularly uses to refer to his music team. But according to the complaint, the investigation dates back to December when investigators stopped three vans leaving Fulton County Airport. Inside one, they allegedly found 520 pounds of marijuana worth of. And that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit of pot, guys. I mean, granted, I'm, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. When I was down south in the border, let's go down memory lane real quick. And some of you guys actually just posted a, a photo on my Instagram about this. So when I was down on the border, guys, we would not take a drug case at least unless it was at least 100 kilos, okay, of marijuana. And this was on the Mexican border. So for him to have this kind of weight in, in, in like in the uh, intercontinental United States, not on the border, is, is kind of crazy. I ain't going to lie. So this is definitely beyond the threshold of federal. You know, 520 pounds is quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? Because especially in Atlanta, they're going to take that all day. You know, on the border, we will take that, let alone in Atlanta. About a million dollars on the street. Rallo wasn't inside the van, but three people arrested were allegedly connected to him, according to investigators. And evidence investigators are now using an old Instagram post from the next day that refers to a million dollars lost. Oh, God. to this past weekend a complaint says a canine unit met rollo's plane after guys seen that hold on 
You have you ever lost a million dollars at one time? And this is after he got that million dollars seized. Or a million dollars worth of weed. Oh, man. Complaint says a canine unit met Rollo's plane after it landed at PDK and found just under a million dollars worth of marijuana. Rollo and eight others were arrested. Tonight, his team still strongly believes he's being targeted because of his faith as a Muslim. They also discredited the Instagram post as evidence, calling it just entertainment. Okay, man, I'm going to be honest. It's it's They're not targeting him because he's Muslim, bro. They're targeting him because he has interviews all over the place saying, you know, I'm a drug dealer. I've been arrested this many times. Interviews on Say Cheese, interviews on Vlad talking about being a drug dealer. Like, they're going to use this back against you, man. They're going to use it back against you. They also point out Rollo owns the complex that was raided and lets people. Federal Protective Service. This is strange. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It is kind of weird that they would show up on this thing because the Federal Protective Service, their duty is to protect the federal building. So anytime you go into a federal building and you're going to go through the metal detector or whatever, these guys are the ones that are responsible for that. You know, they're they're in charge of, you know, running the dogs, making sure the federal protective buildings, are, the, the federal buildings are safe, etc. Um, a lot of the times they'll be contractors, but these are the actual guys that, um, that protect the building. That's their responsibility. But I would assume, you know, they need a little bit extra manpower. These guys came out to help. Stay rent-free as a way to give back to the community. Naima Abdullahi, 11 Alive News. All right. So as you guys can see, uh, very, very, um, they, they raided the place. They went, they went crazy on it too. You know, they had the FPS out there and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, guys, this is what's going to happen, right? When you have, when you're a rapper and you're dealing dope, like they're going to, come after you extra hard you know and oh and this is the song that he was talking about future rollo it's an older joint but this is it right here uh can't lie featuring future this is back uh, what six years ago right when he first started now if i play it you know what i'm saying i already know i'm gonna get hit with the copyright so we won't do that so let's get into reading the court documents okay guys that's the next part okay so um here we are. So here's a criminal complaint, guys. Um, and as you guys know, criminal complaint ran by the aff- the agent. It's an affidavit that they swear to in order to get an arrest warrant. Okay. So in this case, this is out of the Northern District of Georgia, April 17, 2018. All right. Filed in chambers. Uh, count one. Beginning on a date unknown. And th- this is, remember, guys, every district is different. So I, this is uh, very interesting that Northern District of Georgia does it like this. But it goes, uh, beginning on date unknown, but at least in or about December 2017 and continuing until, you know what, let me enlarge it for y'all too. Oh, my bad. Enlarge it here. Okay, there we go. And that, that should be better for all you guys here. And then let me minimize this on my end. Sorry. All right. Before I get into this, let me make sure I caught any chats that I might have not had. And thank you guys so much for donations. Do me a favor. Go ahead and like the video. And I know I sound funny, guys. I'm a little bit under the weather, but we ain't quitting. We still working no matter what. Do these self-snitchers post this for street cred? I don't know, bro. At this point, I really, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we got Moonlight Jake, 10 bucks. You should break down the Charles Manson case. Yes, guys, I will do um, famous serial killer cases and everything else like that in the future as well. Uh, you're welcome, nigga. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Ninja. Um, and then we got also, okay. Uh, and, and guys, I will do the Robert Hansen, um, sorry. Yeah, is it Robert uh, Rob Hansen case as well? The FBI spy that um, you know ended up giving up the secrets to the Soviet Union. I'll do that as well. But here, as you guys can see, North District of Georgia, United States of America versus Terrell Rollo Davis, right? 
Kevin, and uh, there's a bunch of other conspirators in this, which is common for drug cases, right? Um, it goes here, beginning on a date unknown, but at least by in or about December 2017 and continuing until on or about December 22nd, 2017 in the Northern District of Georgia and elsewhere, which is where Atlanta falls. The defendants, Terrell Rollo Davis, Kevin K. Harp, did knowingly and intentionally combine, conspire, confederate, agree, and have a tactic understanding with each other and other persons in violation of Title 21, United States Code 841A1, and is to possess with intent to distribute marijuana, a Schedule 1 to control substance in violation of Title 21 of the United States Code. So what did I tell you guys before? Title 21 is narcotics, okay? The federal laws for narcotics. Then count two. Excuse me. Bidding on a date unknown, but at least in or about April 2018 and continuing until on or about April 15, 2018 in Northern District of Georgia and elsewhere, the defendant Terrell Rollo Davis, um, Rhodes Brenton, uh, O.G. Mitchell, Antoine Shonuff, Morrison Quintavis, Draco Scott, Bilal Muhammad, Muhammad uh, Michael Cutt, uh, Christian K. Harp, and Shaniqua Potts, uh, no, Shanquita, <laughs> sorry, Potts, did knowingly and intentionally combine confederate uh, conspire, confederate, agree, and have a tactic understanding with each other and other persons to violate Title 21, okay? All right, and then I further state that I am an ATS special agent and this complaint is based on the following facts. Please see attached affidavit, continuing on attached sheet and made part thereof, and then here's his name, Alan McLeod III, um, April 17, 2018, Atlanta, Georgia, and this is the judge, uh, United States Magistrate Judge Alan uh, J. Baverman, and then this is the AUSA Ryan K. Bookman. So the agent is here, right? He's a complainant. He signed it. And then you got the judge. He signed it as well. And then the AUSA, a.k.a. the prosecutor, Ryan K. Buchanan. Okay? So now you guys know kind of what's going on, and this was signed in Georgia. All right? So now we're going to get into the facts of the case. All right? So do me a favor, guys, before we get into it. I need y'all to like the goddamn video. All right? I see. I knew that y'all were going to make jokes. Some Colonel Sanders goes, shout out to my Shaniquas. You guys are hilarious. Okay. Excuse me, guys. Like I said, I feel a little bit under the weather, but we're going to make this happen anyway. All right. I, Alan L. McLeod III, being duly sworn to pose and stay as follows. Also, guys, I want to say this real fast. Red flag. ATF investigating a drug case. This is not common. Okay. This normally would be DEA. HSI or FBI doing a drug case like this. So the fact that ATF is doing the case already tells me that guns are involved. Okay. ATF is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Their job is to investigate um, firearms violations, typically, to firearms, uh, firearms, explosives, and tobacco. But their main thing is firearms. Okay. So the fact that they're investigating this tells me, and it's a weed case, tells me that there's a lot more to the surface. Okay. There's a lot more than what you see uh, at the eye. So um, if ATF's involved, there's going to be guns involved, okay? They only do Title 21 if it's in relation to firearms, okay? So that's another thing also to keep in mind. You learn a lot just from seeing which agency investigated the case. Uh, Jonathan Hogu, 10 bucks. Here's uh, for a medicine ball and for a jar of Vicks. You can't have a jar of Vicks Vapo. Uh, you can't not have a jar of Vicks uh, Vapo rub on deck. Yeah, man. I, I, I Yeah. <laughs> Someone said Myra Kahovid. Hilarious. I, did, I probably did. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm investigating a law enforcement officer of the United States within the meaning of Title 18, United States Code Section 25107. I'm an officer of the United States who is empowered to conduct investigations of and make arrests for the offenses enumerated in Title 18, United States Code Section 3051. I am currently employed as a special agent with the Bureau of, to of Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosives and have been so employed since 2005. Okay, so this guy's been on the job for quite a bit. And just so you guys know right here, um, 
Title 18 United States Code Section 2510. This is what allows law enforcement officers uh, and the feds typically to have investigative authority. Okay, so real quick, we'll go ahead and punch that in real fast just so you guys know, because this when I did my um, I did a Title Three, right, which a Title Three, guys, is when you um, can listen to people's phones. And this you need to have this authority to be able to. Oh, look at that. See, man, I didn't even look this up beforehand, man. I'm too good. So, OK, here we go. 2510 definitions. Wire communication means any oral transfer made in whole or in part through the use of facilities for the transmission of communication by the aid of wire, cable, or other connection between the point of origin and a point of reception. So basically, long story short, guys, this allows you, right, to uh, when you when you have this authority, it allows you to listen into on wiretaps, okay? Guys, believe it or not, there's some agencies that cannot listen to, to phone taps, okay? I know for a fact it's ATF, DEA, HSI, FBI, those are the main agencies that can listen to wiretaps. I think IRS can too, um, but they don't really do wiretaps like that. So there are some special agencies that can't listen to um, to wiretaps, guys. Some so There are some federal agencies that technically don't have this authority, 18 U.S.C. 2510. They, they get their authority through another um, statute. But this is some – this basically is all the main agencies have this authority, okay, as you guys can see. And th these are all the different things that they can do, okay? I won't get too much into the weeds here, but you guys get what I'm saying here. So let me minimize this. Okay. So that that's that's what he's trying to say when he says he has this. It's kind of funny that he would, you know, actually go ahead and say that he has all this authority, which is kind of strange. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Every district is different. Every AUSA is different. Some people like to put that in there or whatever. So what is this right here? This is the uh, I love me paragraph. What do I tell you guys all the time? That first paragraph is where you kind of you, you talk about your authority and then you also talk about what your background is. Okay. So he goes, I hold a bachelor's degree in criminology from Florida state university located in Tallahassee, Florida. Before joining ATF, I was a sworn police officer in the state of Florida where I worked as an investigator with the state attorney's office in Pensacola, Florida from 2004, 2005. Since 2005, uh, as an AFTA SA special agent, I have completed the criminal investigator training program at the federal law enforcement, uh, training center and have completed specialized training in the fields of firearms, explosives, and arson and the federal laws and regulations pertaining thereto through the ATF SA basic training Academy. All right. If y'all want me to, I will go ahead and get my, my, um, Fletzy thing for you guys as well. Cause every single, give me a one in the chat. If you guys want me to give you my, bring out my certificate, uh, this right here, guys, Fletzy, this is where every, um, federal agent, except for the FBI, DEA, and U.S. Postal Service um, do their um, their training, okay? FBI has their own academy, academy in Quantico. D has their own academy in Quantico as well. And the U.S. Postal Service has their own academy in Maryland. I don't know exactly where in Maryland, but it's in Maryland. So, but everyone else, ATF, Homeland Security, U.S. Marshals, um, uh, Secret Service, uh, EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, fucking IRS, every other 1811 special agent does their training at Fletzy. Okay, I see a bunch of ones. Give me one sec. All right. I got the receipts, guys. I got the receipts right here. So I'll stop sharing this for a second. So here is a young Myron Gaines. This is me. And uh, this was in, when did I take this photo? I took this photo in 20, 2014. Okay. That's a young me. That's in Brunswick, Georgia. And then you get this cool little... Um, you get this cool little uh, thing right here, Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. 
and and yeah, I'm gonna dox myself here. Y'all gonna get my full name? Should I do this? Okay, I won't. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll cover a part a part of it. Okay, hold on. Give me one sec. <laughs> so, hold on. <laughs> yeah, shout out to shout out to all you guys in the chat. By the way, you guys are hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, I got this thing. When did I get this? What day? May thirteenth, twenty fourteen, man. May thirteenth, twenty fucking fourteen, bro. I am old as fuck. Okay, here we go. All right, so oh, as I turn my fucking light off. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm doing this shit solo, baby. I'm doing this shit solo. All right, here we go. Here we go. That is my uh, certificate right there. CITP uh, 409. That was my class. Shout out to them. And uh, yeah, man, this this is my little cert right here. As y'all can see it. Okay. So. So yeah, man. Um. It was a good time. It was six months, man. That shit sucked. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. F being at Fletzy's fucking blue. But uh, I, I learned a lot. It was it was a good experience. And uh, yeah, shout out to Fletzy. And it's in Brunswick, Georgia, guys, which there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. It's hot as hell. It's extremely humid. And yeah, everyone goes there. <laughs> All right, so let me go back to sharing the screen with y'all. Okay, so he went to Fletzy. I went to Fletzy as well. Good time. Um, and then also, so he, and he also went to the ATF SA Basic Training Academy. My duties at ATF Special Agent include, but not are not limited to, investigating violations of federal firearms and narcotics laws. My first four years at ATF were spent in the arson explosives group. Since 2010, I have been assigned to the Atlanta Group 3, a strategic Atlanta firearms enforcement safe group, where my duties include the investigation and enforcement of violation of uh, firearm laws, narcotics laws, and associated violations encountered in the course of these duties. Okay, so this group right here, I can already tell. This is probably like a like a like a like a um a safe streets task force or like some kind of like fire like uh like gang group or whatever because ATF does have that like where they have like certain groups that do certain things and um the fact that he was assigned to a strategic Atlanta Farms Enforcement Group pretty much means he's probably assigned to some kind of task force whether it's ATF run FBI run or state run um that's what he was assigned to which makes sense um, okay this affidavit is made in support of a criminal complaint charging Terrell Rollo Davis uh. And all these other people, Kevin Harp, uh, Rhodes, Brenton, OG, Mitchell, Antoine, Shanuff, Morrison, Qantas, Draco, Scott, Bilal Muhammad. I'm just going to refer to him as the defendants, guys. And Shanquita Sh Sh Potts with violation of Title 21, United States Code 841A. This affidavit is support and uh, criminal complaint and does not purport to set forth all of my knowledge of or investigation into this matter. The information set forth in this affidavit is based upon my experience, training, personal knowledge, observations, and consultations with other law enforcement officers and agents and other sources of information related to this investigation. So now we're going to get into the facts. So now we know who he is. We know his experience. We know what his training, uh, what his um, credentials are, and he's who he's going to charge in this case, which it looks like there's quite a bit of defendants here. Okay. So, uh, okay. Before I get into the probable cause, thank you guys so much for the support. We got young Rue, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Two bucks. Uh, Kenny Singh, we need you to break down hood, rich Pablo Juan case potentially. Yeah. That will, I will do that in the future. Hood, rich Juan Pablo. I'll have to look. Oh, oh, Juan, oh, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And then we got, Oh, thank you so much, Joseph. I appreciate that. 
Uh, Joseph uh, Kelly Hanuel. Okay, I, I probably butchered that. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call it Joe K. Man, you are awesome, and I love your content. Thanks for all you do. And as a government worker, I know how hard it is to leave the cushion of the government to pursue your dreams. Shout out to you. Hope this helps you out. Thank you so much, man. It really does. Uh, man, I, I appreciate that so much, man. Thank you. And yeah, it was not easy to leave the government, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it really was scary. Um, And I didn't want to leave. Like, it was a fun-ass job. It was a great career. Like, I, I would not take back that experience for anything it made me the man i am today and it kept me away from a lot of bad shit guys like when i was growing up and i was young like i didn't do drugs i didn't i've never smoked pot in my life i've never done anything like i've never committed a felony nothing stupid um because i always was like yo i want to be a fed i want to work in law enforcement this is what i want to do and it always kept me away from doing stupid shit and then i played sports too like if you want to keep someone from doing bad things guys Work. Try to work in law enforcement and play sports. It's going to keep you away from a bunch of dumb shit. And that did, it did for me. It worked, it worked out great for me, man, and kept me on the straight and narrow. And, you know, I'm here now. And I, this is why I have my mindset. This is why people say, oh, Myron, how are you so disciplined, blah, blah, blah. It's because I played sports and I was in law enforcement. Like, I, I'm not going to be around here doing a bunch of stupid shit. Like, you know, it's even right now, I feel like shit, but I'm working because you got to do what's required. You know what I'm saying? Being successful, guys isn't just about like being consistent and doing what you got to do. It's about doing what you got to do regardless of how you feel. Okay. I'm going to say that again, being successful, right? It's more than just being consistent. It's about doing what's required to be successful, regardless of how you feel. There's so many times, guys, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like doing a show. I'm tired. I feel like shit. I do it anyway. Why? Because Mama didn't raise no bitch, man. Quite frankly, like we we just got to get the shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like too many people are pussies nowadays. So, but anyway, I don't want to get on a rant. Uh, let's continue on and go through the probable cause cause right now. Thank you guys so much for the support. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great career. Uh, Terrell Davis, and actually, yo, when I do these read these complaints and everything like this, it brings back a lot of good memories. Like this channel, honestly, like helps me kind of still stay in touch with this side of of uh, you know my personality. You know, it, it's 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 a lot of fun for me. I really enjoy doing this stuff with you guys and teaching you guys because I did all these cases, man. I've written a million criminal complaints like this, so like I can kind of take you guys through the mindset of the agent, and then I can also give you guys some little background things that you know might not be. As visibly as, as visible, you know, because I mean, I don't know anyone else on YouTube that's doing uh, breakdowns as a former Fed. Nobody. So anyway, let's keep going. Terrell Davis, a.k.a. Rollo, is a leader of a criminal street gang, Fam Rica, and a hip hop music artist. The investigation has revealed that members of the gang refer to themselves as Fam Goon. Davis and other gang members frequently wear clothing ordained, uh, adorned with Fam America or Fam Goon logos. At Davis's direction, gang members sell drugs and farms and engage in other traditional street gang activities. Okay, guys, right there. Now we know what the hell this was going on. This is way more than just a weed case. This is a weed and firearms case, okay? I already was like on high alert as soon as I saw ATF. Why the fuck is ATF doing a weed case? It doesn't make sense. But... Normally, when the feds do a weed case, there's always something else behind the scenes, guys, okay? Nine out of ten times. If the feds are doing a marijuana case, there's something else beyond it, okay? And now we see that they have something to do with firearms. And anytime there's marijuana along with firearms, the feds are going to come for you every single time, bro. Because they look at it like, okay, you sell pot, that's one thing. But you sell pot. And you're moving around with guns and doing those other shit, and you're part of a, a a gang or a street criminal organization. They're coming after you, and if they can get you on weed, they're gonna do it. Um, okay. 
Pursuant to a grand jury subpoena return on December 17, 2017, the the charter sales coordinator of Centurion Jet, now known as Global Jet, sent an email to rallo.fanmerica at gmail.com, an email address previously identified to be used by Davis to request a list of individuals flying on a round trip flight from Atlanta, Georgia to Sacramento, California and back. Okay. So this is a private jet guys. So what basically long story guys are probably wondering what the fuck is a grand jury subpoena? Grand jury subpoena guys is I go ahead. I go to the grand jury, right? And the grand jury is, is, is a bunch of people that convene right together, uh, you know, to hear cases and also to get, to give subpoenas out if you request. And basically the AUSA goes ahead and writes up a, 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 a grand jury subpoena, gives it to me. And then I can go ahead and issue it to whoever I want to get information from. So in this case, the ATF did a grand jury subpoena to uh, Global Jets, okay? And I know why they did this. The reason why they did this is because some companies, okay, if you do a regular subpoena, right? And a regular subpoena, ATF, uh, uh, sorry, I know this for a fact because I used to work with ATF closely. ATF can only, does not have administrative subpoena powers. They can only do grand jury subpoenas, which is kind of funny. I ain't gonna lie to y'all kind of sucks for them but the fbi and homeland security and dea can do something called administrative subpoenas okay dea can do it under title 21 which is drugs fbi does it through uh i forget what the hell they're uh under what authority they can do it under but i showed you guys in the Ghislaine maxwell and the the epstein case and then hsi can do it other either under title title 21 which is drugs or they can do under title 8 which is immigration okay and it's an admin subpoena you generate it yourself it gets signed by an ASAC, and then you can serve it on the people. Here's a problem, though, with admin subpoenas. You, the, 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 the company that you serve the subpoena to, they can notify the person. Okay? One more time. So if I serve a subpoena, let's say, to like Gmail, hypothetically, right? After a certain amount of time, Gmail can notify the person that I, served the, that I wanted to get the email of. Okay? So let's say... Uh, I want a subpoena, I don't know, Mike123 at gmail.com. I serve a subpoena on him, right? After I serve the subpoena on him, sorry, on, on, on Google, Google will give me like a grace period, maybe 30 days, 60 days, whatever it may be, where they're not going to tell Mike anything. But after 90 days, they can send him an email. Hey, bro, just so you know, um, some federal agent asked me, the, the U.S. government requested a subpoena, a, a, a subpoena of your email. Okay, and now that guy's going to get notified. Okay, because the companies they they can notify their subscriber after a certain amount of time off admin subpoena, but with a grand jury subpoena, they cannot notify them because if they do, they're going to get hit with criminal charges because a grand jury told them I want this stuff and from this subpoena information, okay, or this information that's coming from the subpoena, which. I'm not surprised uh, a global jet, it looks like a private jet company, they would be inclined to tell, you know, their clients, hey, bro, Fed served the subpoena on us. You might want to, you know, you might want to get a lawyer or whatever. So the fact that they serve them with a grand jury subpoena, it pretty much makes it where global jet can no longer notify Rollo and or his team or anybody else that they serve them with a subpoena. Okay. So that's the importance of a grand jury subpoena versus an admin subpoena. Unfortunately for ATF, they can only do grand jury subpoenas, but grand jury subpoenas never miss because they can't notify uh, the the owner or the subscriber of whatever service the government is trying to get information on. Does that make sense, guys? Cool. Now, give me ones in the chat if that made sense. Okay, guys. Uh, I, I threw a lot at you guys right there, but give me ones in the chat. Uh, Oh yeah, and I know you guys want me to cover the grant, the Tory Lanez case, guys. The thing with the the Tory Lanez case is that it's a state case and it's not done, so I gotta wait until it's like you know what I'm saying until it goes to trial or something. 
All right, cool. Made sense. All right. Um, so they want to go to they want to go from Atlanta to uh, to Sacramento on the same date. Rallo, fanmerica.gmail.com, replied with 11 names, including his own, Antoine Morrison, William Miller, and alias for William Rhodes, and Kevin Harp. Also included in a response email from Rallo American was a request to depart from Atlanta at 4 p.m. on December 18, 2017, and to depart California at 1 p.m. on December 22, 2017. On December 18, 2017, Davis and a group of approximately 10 individuals boarded a round-trip flight from Fulton County Airport to Sacramento, California. Airport surveillance footage shows that Davis and all other individuals arrived at the airport in two black vans, one Mercedes Sprinter van and one Ford Ecoline van. They then departed on the charter jet. Four days later, on December 22nd, 2017, Davis's charter flight returned to Fulton County Airport at about 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Surveillance team made up of members of the ATF, FBI, and Georgia State Patrol. God damn! Saw two black vans waiting for the jet's arrival, consistent with the same vans that dropped the passengers off. Okay. <laughs> So the fact that I see that the FBI is there and the Georgia State Patrol, I already know. Now, now, now I know it's a, it's a, it's a task force. It's a task force. So, um, this is very common, guys. Okay, uh, um, and let me, let me, let, give me a one in the chat if you guys want me to break down how task force works. Uh, task force uh, forces work. Give me ones in the chat if you don't. I will continue on with the affidavit. Two, if you want me to continue on with the affidavit. One, if you guys want me to break down how ta how task forces work. Okay, just looking through. Okay. All right, I'll break this down for y'all right now then. So this is how it goes down, all right? In major cities, Atlanta, Houston, um, Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, New York City, LA, Miami, uh, Tampa, like major cities, guys typically tend to be drug hubs, okay? And whenever you have a drug hub, a drug hub is also going to bring some is going to bring gang violence is going to bring drug trafficking is going to bring a bunch of other crimes as well. Okay. Major cities. So what happens is, is that a lot of the times there's different task forces that are assembled based on um, the needs of the area. Okay. So like a place like New York city is going to have everything. Okay. Last week I broke down what the joint terrorism task force is. That's a task force designed specifically to go after um, terrorism. Okay. And it has agents from and agents and law enforcement officers from all over the place right um federal state local etc then there's also something called um safe streets task force okay which is typically fbi run as well and that has um you know members from like the state locals fbi dea sometimes etc and those guys are specialized in like doing gang cases etc for example the casanova case safe streets task force okay then there's other task forces from like that might be run by Homeland Security Investigations, right? So at my former agency, HSI, they used to do that. They they have like gang task forces, right? Where they do gang cases like Takashi 69. That was the HSI gang group that did that case. Okay. Then there's task forces that do like organized crime, for example, right? Like FBI has organized crime task forces. So there's different types of task forces, guys, based on different types of crimes. A lot of major cities also have um, financial crimes task forces. IRS has those, okay? Um, there's um, there's uh, retail fraud task forces, right? Which um, Homeland Security also has those, and they have Secret Service involved in that. So there's task forces of all different kinds, guys, depending on uh, where you are, uh, the geographic area, and what that city might have issues with, right? When I was on the border, right? When I was on, on, on Laredo, Texas, they have 
Hell, they had a border corruption task force where they would go after dirty agents, dirty um, agents, dirty border patrol agents, dirty customs officers, guys that might be taking a, a kickback on on like allowing drugs to be smuggled into the United States, whatever it may be. So um, there's all different types of task forces, guys, based on uh, where you are geographically. All right. So the fact that there was ATF, FBI, Georgia State Patrol, etc., I already know that more than likely this was a gang uh, a gang slash safe streets type task force um, situation. All right. After the plane parked, uh, surveillance team saw Davis and other passengers uh, transfer 37 packages wrapped in white holiday paper from the jet to the Ecoline van. An employee of the charter company spoke with Davis and offered to help unload the holiday packages, but the passengers declined his help. Okay, they already already you already know what time it is with that. Um, the three passengers got in the Ecoline van and drove away. Davis and the rest of the passengers then left in a Sprinter van. Georgia State Patrol conducted a traffic stop of the Ecoline van after observing the van traveling in the dark without its lights on. GSP stopped the vehicle in close proximity to Fulton County Airport Brownfield. Three passengers occupied the vehicle. Harp, such and such. Okay, so two people's names are redacted here. Okay, that definitely. Okay. The van was registered to Davis with an address of 1945 Kimberly Road, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia, uh, 300. All right, let's pull this bad boy up. I already know y'all want me to do that. So let's uh, let's do it real quick. This is probably, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably going to be his apartment complex. So 1945. And I'll open, we'll go, actually, you know what? Just copy and paste it, right? All right. For y'all right now. Okay. Thirty-five. Kimberly Road, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, is it a house? Looks like, yeah. Looks like, it looks like it's a it's a house. This this might be it right here. Hmm, interesting. All right. So now we know where the hell he had the place registered to. This looks like a little. And if we go on the map here, expand it. Right, so this is where it is. Why can't I? Man, zoom out a bit. No, 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 right here. God damn it. There we go. All right, what part of Atlanta is this? Okay, looks like south, south, uh, southwest. All right, so now we know where it is. Okay, the van. Okay, so the van was registered to this house. Okay, one of the vans. And also keep in mind here. So guys, look at this. So they did a traffic stop. Okay. So they, they, they so this is what you um, call like, um, like they do, they did a traffic stop basically to probably identify people. All right. So this was obviously coordinated. That's why they had GSP out there helping them on the, on the surveillance. So they probably had someone that's like, they probably had a, a Georgia state police um, detective, right? The, like a trooper that's an investigator. And then they had a marked unit out there to do the stop. Okay. 
So GSP officers advised when they approached the vehicle, they noted a strong odor of marijuana emitting from the vehicle. Officers conducted a search of the vehicle and located approximately 520 pounds of marijuana wrapped in white holiday wrapping paper in the rear of the van. The estimated street value of the marijuana was approximately $1 million. Three passengers, Harp and two others, were arrested. And you guys want to know what's what's funny about this? Because so they made it look right like, hey, we're just doing a random traffic stop or whatever, and we're going to build our own probable cause because I guarantee you guys they already knew that the drugs were in the vehicle. All right. They knew the drugs were in the vehicle. However, they're going to have the troopers make a stop, make it look natural, and then they smell the marijuana. Now they have probable cause to do a what? A search. Okay. And uh, and then bam, that they, they they come across the the weed, right? And now it's now it's a clean seizure. And remember, at the time of the investigation, uh, the, while this is going on, Rallo and his people don't know that the feds are watching them. Okay, obviously they don't know them. They don't know this. This comes in after now that we're reading the affidavit. All right. All three of the individuals arrested were wearing clothing that featured the words Fam Rica and Fam Gun while conducting an inventory of the vehicle. It was noted that nearly every personal travel bag that was located in the vehicle had similar clothing inside. Oh, man, that's not good. So let's see here. I'm going to pull this up on Instagram real quick um, because they've mentioned a lot with his um, his clothing, right? And, of course, they're going to use that to, like, kind of link them together. And I think I might have saw this on his Instagram. Let's see here. Okay, so look, <laughs> here's some of the clothing. This is the stuff now, but let's see. Let's see if they ha- if he had it before. Let's go back a while. Yeah, as you guys can see, he travels on private jet often, so this makes sense with what we see going on here. Right. Okay. When was this taken? Okay, January. Okay. So, so we got to go back a bit. Let's see if he was advertising the clothes back then like that. Yeah, see the cars, chains, money. See, and here's the problem, guys, when you, when you, when you deal drugs. Let's say you're making legit music money, too. As soon as you put drug money in an account, that has clean money, all that money is now forfeitable. Let me say that one more time to y'all. If you make legitimate money, right, but you also commit criminal activities, and the criminal activity gets you illicit proceeds, and you put those illicit proceeds, a dollar of those illicit proceeds, into a bank account that has legitimate proceeds, you now, all of that money is now property of the U.S. government and can be seized, man. That is why, guys... If you are going to be a crook, get another bank account, goddammit. <laughs> Holy, okay. I don't see it. He might have not been selling the clothes on here. Okay. So, all right. So, let's continue on. Um, and he's, and he, see, they're doing this, bro, to show that they're, that they're an organization. They're trying to illustrate this as an organization. That's why they're saying they had the clothes on and everything else. On December 23rd, 2017, the Instagram account belonging to Davis, Rallo Famgoon, posted a picture of Davis by a swimming pool with the narrative, I've lost more than a man have gained in a lifetime. Have you ever lost a million dollars at one time? And that's what we showed you guys before. That's the, that's what I showed you guys from the uh, 
the YouTube video. Okay. On this same Instagram account, multiple videos were posted on Davis on December 21st, 2017, exiting a black Sprinter van and getting onto a private jet surrounded by numerous black males wearing similar clothing to the clothing recovered in the van with the marijuana. You know what? Let's see if we can find December 21st. Let's, let's, uh, let me see here. I'm going to pull it up for y'all real fast. Let's see if we can get this. All right. This is what day? Okay, April. So let's go. Actually, no, it's going to be further up. What day is this? This is April. Okay. Go further up. May. Okay. This is September. We're getting close. We're getting close, guys. Let's see if his team took the picture down that the feds are trying to use here. Oh, nope. Just missed it. What day is this? This is February. Or getting close. Getting close. Okay, here is on a plane. This is January. Okay, close, close, close. This is... Okay, December 29th. All right, now, now we're... Let's see if it's here. Getting off of a plane. Is this it? December 21st. Close. Well, well they're wearing all the merch. As y'all can see. There's a Mercedes Sprinter van. Y'all saw that? <laughs> That's it right there behind behind them. Okay, let's see here. Uh, this one. Nope. Oh, they might have taken it down. Because here's the 16th. Yeah. They took it down. And then this, this is them doing Salah. On the 19th. Yeah, they took it down. Okay. Good on his team. Good on his team for taking that shit down. Oh, no, wait. December 21st. Oh, shit. My bad. December 24th, 2017. Okay, so let me... Sorry, guys. December 21st. Uh, This is December... Oh, right here. Okay. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this, this is it. So this is, what, this is what the feds are referring to in the thing. Because you can see the plane right there. You can see his team. Yeah. Bro, being real don't cost a penny. That shit free. God damn it, man. All right. And getting onto a private just surrounded by numerous black males wearing similar clothing. Yep. Okay. So on December 27, 2017, ATF received a passenger list. And hold on. Let me check the chat real quick with y'all. Make sure I didn't miss anybody. <laughs> yeah, I see you guys in the chat. Self-snitching never fails. I know. I know. I know, guys. I know, man. Felix Ventura, 20 bucks. Just curious. What type of cases would you... Not break down on Fed it. Uh, I could break down whatever, guys. It's just that, like, like state cases tend to be a pain in the ass. That's why I don't like doing state cases. And then um, as far as, like, doing the Tory Lanez one, I'm waiting on all the information to come out, guys, because the information is all out. Thank you for the happy birthday last month, folks. Got you, bro. Thank you, Michael Meestroke. Two bucks. And then Dollface TV. Hey, th- shout out to you, baby girl. Appreciate that, Dollface. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Yeah, no sidekick tonight. Yeah, I'm on my own, man. I wish I had a sidekick, though. Um, don't worry, guys. I will do uh, Tory Lanez and Meg The Stallion soon. I just, uh, like I said, it's just um, I got to make sure all the information comes out. All right. Uh, okay, so on December 27th, ATF recovered the passenger list for, Dece- uh, for the December 22nd, 2017 flight. The names of the official flight manifest included Terrell Davis, Michael Hanicutt, and Antoine Morrison, and okay. 
So, guys, this person right here, man, I'm willing to bet, guys, just a little speculation here. Here's my little conspiracy theory. This person that they keep redacting the name probably cooperated with the feds. That's what I think, bro. Real talk. He probably cooperated. Whoever this, th these names are, they keep redacting, probably cooperated. So, anyway. Okay. Uh, during an inventory of the Ecoline van, agents recovered personal property and identification cards inside luggage where the marijuana was found. Identification documents for Terrell Davis and William Rhodes were all found in various bags adjacent to where 37 packages of marijuana were recovered. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That's not good. On Saturday, April 14th, 2018, ATF and FBI received information that Davis traveled from northern traveled to Northern California and will be traveling back to Atlanta via a privately chartered jet from Sacramento, California. Given the events of the December 22nd, 2017 flight and subsequent marijuana seizure, agents in Sacramento established surveillance on Davis and California. Okay. So they got basically the, the FBI office and the ATF off a office out of um Sacramento to surveil him out there on uh, while he was out there. On April 14th, this is the problem. With the, this is why the feds, man, you know what I'm saying? They can make a phone call. Hey, ATF Sacramento, go help us out. Boom, they're on surveillance. All right, on April 14th, uh, 2018, approximately 20, 20 uh, so this is what, 9, 9.15 p.m. Uh, Davis arrived at McAllen, uh, McClellan, McClellan, Sacramento Airport. Five black males and one black female dressed in Famrica Famgoon clothing loaded luggage into an awaiting aircraft. The aircraft was white and had a gold tail and gold and black stripe with tail number N16HCE. In addition, agents also saw that these individuals load approximately 17 packages into the baggage compartment of the aircraft. Oh my God, bro. Fuck. The 17 packages loaded into the jet were wrapped in what appeared to be white paper and were similar in size to the packages seized after the December 22nd, 2017 flight. Soon after the packages loaded onto the aircraft, the five individuals boarded the plane at 2235 hours. PSC, the aircraft departed uh, McClellan, Sacramento Airport. Here we go. Angels in Atlanta obtained the flight information for the aircraft, which originally planned to arrive at Cobb County International Airport. However, during the flight, the destination was changed from Cobb County International Airport to Peachtree DeKalb, DeKalb Airport, PDK. Agents then learned the aircraft bearing tail number N16ACE was scheduled to arrive at PDK and park at Atlantic Aviation, a fixed base operator at the airport. ATF, FBI, DeKalb County Police Department, and Georgia State Patrol personnel set up an operation to conduct surveillance and possibly interdict suspected narcotics from the aircraft after it arrived. At, on April 15, 2018, approximately 5.05 a.m., EST, two vehicles, a Chrysler 300, a black Ecoline van, arrived at Atlantic Aviation at the PDK airport. Both vehicles appeared to be occupied by two individuals. The vehicles waited, waited outside the gate, leading to the tarmac. I overheard communication from the plane's employees of the FBO that the individuals on board asked that no one help unload items from the plane after it landed and that passengers and the people picking them up from the airport would unload everything. You already know what time it is again, man. Holy, here we go. The aircraft landed, taxied, and parked at the FBO at approximately 5.20 a.m. EST. As soon as the aircraft parked, two vehicles drove up to the aircraft through the security gate. A Chrysler 300 drove to the front of the aircraft where the boarding door was located, and the Ford Ecoline van drove directly to the rear of the aircraft and backed up the, <laughs> the cargo compartment door 
of the aircraft. Some of the individuals on the plane dis- disembarked the plane carrying personal luggage and placed it into the Chrysler 300. Others disembarked the aircraft and got into the Ecoline van. The pilots of the aircraft were still on board the aircraft while people were moving back and forth on the tarmac. The Chrysler 300 then left the aircraft with two individuals later identified as William Rose and Antoine Morrison inside and traveled back out of the secure area. The GSP stopped this vehicle as it left the gate and law enforcement personnel conducted the interdiction of the aircraft on the tarmac. Eight of the passengers were taken into custody immediately while one individual remained on board the aircraft. ATF Special Agent James Nash saw the rear cargo door close as law enforcement approached the plane. Verbal commands were given for the occupant, later identified as Davis, who closed the door to show himself and exit the aircraft. Here we fucking go. Agents smelled a strong odor of marijuana coming from the door of the airplane and near the door of the cargo bay. Davis refused to comply with commands and and a team of law enforcement personnel was utilized to make entry from the front of the aircraft to allow a canine to secure the rear occupant. After the canine was introduced, Davis advised he would comply and he was taken into custody and exited the rear cargo area. Holy! So basically, man, what happened was cops fucking stopped the thing, stopped the car. Um, then they entered, then they, they, they jumped on the jet. People started freaking out. They go in there. They see they're trying to do some weird stuff. They get. They tell Rallo, "Hey, stop! Whatever." He doesn't comply. They basically probably. They probably. They, they're not going to say this in affidavit, but I already guarantee they probably had guns drawn, all that shit. Hey, hands up, hands up. They get the cop. They get the dog in involved, and yeah, and it's it's a wrap. Um, Davis and my so yeah. So they got the dog involved. Look in the rear cargo area where seventeen packages wrapped in white. Uh, paper matching the description provided by the Sacramento agents. These packages were estimated to be approximately 25 pounds each, and they were wrapped in white holiday wrapping paper, very similar to the paper design that the seasoned narcotics were wrapped in on December 22nd, 2017. One of the packages had a tear on its corner, making a green substance wrapped in clear cellophane plastic visible to the wrapping paper. The other packages were searched and found to contain marijuana. The total weight of the marijuana was 444 pounds, the estimated street value of approximately $840,000. Fuck, man. This is a fucking L. Yeah, someone said airport stinking. Facts. After the marijuana was discovered, the following nine individuals were arrested. And they put all nine people here, right? Six of the individuals that were arrested were wearing Fam America or Fam Goon attire. During an interview of the flight crew, the co-pilot advised he noted the odor of the marijuana, which was being smoked on board the aircraft during a flight. The flight attendant further advised that those who were on board the aircraft did not allow any of the flight crew or FBO personnel to assist with handling any baggage, including the items that were in the rear cargo hold. Further, passengers hold the flight attendant and FBO told the flight attendant and FBO personnel that passengers would move the items off the plane. This information was transmitted to the FBO while the plane was still in flight and after the plane landed. On April 15, F- uh, ATF and FBI interviewed the flight crew and requested a copy of the passenger manifest. I reviewed the manifest from the cockpit the execute, uh, execute flight agreement for trip a- 8450, which was paid for 41K and signed by Morrison and listed Morrison, Rose, Potts, Muhammad, and Harp as the passengers. So they paid basically 42K, which makes sense, man. You know what I'm saying? 42K, they're going to pay so that they can facilitate and you know make sure that they safely transport the marijuana all the way back to Atlanta. Okay? Conclusion. Based upon my training experience and the facts set forth in this affidavit, there is probable cause to believe that Terrell Rollo Davis and the other people, Kevin Harp, etc., all these names, right, 
did knowingly and intentionally combine cons- conspire confederate agree and have a tactic understanding with each other and other persons to possess with the intent to distribute marijuana as schedule one control substance in violation of title 21 united states code a41b and 846 which uh, guys a46 is conspiracy so uh yeah guys holy shit Okay, and um, and this is the arrest warrant here, guys. By the way, okay, um, this is when they arrested him. Warrant uh, for arrest, agent to arrest. Here's the case number. You are hereby commanded to arrest Terrell Rollo Davis and bring him, uh, bring him or her for what's the nearest magistrate judge to answer a complaint charging him, which we just saw here. This is the complaint, um, uh, with uh, intent to distribute marijuana in violation of Title Twenty One United States Code A Forty One. This is the judge, George Atlanta, Georgia. It, it was signed. And then this is the, this is a return. So guys, anytime you do uh, you get a warrant, you have to do a return. This one received and executed with the arrest of the above mentioned defendant. Um, and this is uh, ATF TFA Robert Cunning uh, Cunningham, which um, this price stands. Yeah, task force agent, right? He he has assigned to the ATF. And then bam, here is probably uh, seven one eight. That's the case number. Yeah, that that looks to me. If I'm not, yeah, that's an ATF case number. Yep. Man, I'm on it tonight, bro. God damn. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, as you guys know, uh, we already know when you get arrested by a criminal complaint, right? Uh, that means you have about, you know, 10. If you've been watching this channel for a while, you guys know that the government has about 10 or 14 days to, to indict you, right? So, now, here is the indictment, which is a pretty, it looks like a pretty simple indictment, right? Right? Not, not too long, a couple pages. So, we can go through it. Um, so, what, August 16, 2018? Damn, why'd they take... Oh, this this probably is superseding indictment. Okay. Um, so here we go. Terrell Davis, right? And and all the people that were indicted, Manu Jones, uh, Larturo Bridges, Marcus Thomas, um, Kev, Kevin Harp, William Rhodes, uh, Brenton Mitchell, Antoine Morrison, uh, Kintavis Scott, Bilal Muhammad, Michael Hennecutt, Christian Harp, Shinquita Potts, um, Excuse me, guys. Like I said, I'm not. I'm feeling a little under the weather, so excuse me. Um, hold on. Let me make sure I catch all the chats here. If I didn't, if I missed any, see a bunch of you guys saying, "Why be better?" You guys are hilarious, man. You guys enjoying enjoying the, this uh, this episode? By the way, man, give me ones in the chat if you guys are enjoying it. Okay. All right. Cool. We're caught up. So, um, okay, so this is a superseding indictment. Okay, this makes sense why it's why it's so late. So, guys, a superseding indictment is nothing more than he was indicted and then they came back with more charges, so they did a superseding indictment. So now this the new indictment overrides the one that was prior. Okay, this one has new charges. So count one, beginning on a date unknown to the grand jury, but at least by in or about December 2017 and continuing, continuing until on or about December 22nd, 2017, in the northern district of Georgia and elsewhere, the defendants Terrell Davis, also known as Rollo, and then you got all these other people, um, did willfully and intentionally combine, conspire, confederate, agree, and have a tactic understanding with one another and other persons known and unknown to the grand jury in violation of Title 21 United States Code 841A1, which is possession. That is possession with the intent to distribute a controlled substance with conspiracy involving at least 100 kilos of a mixture and substance containing a detectable amount of marijuana and Schedule One controlled substance. Okay, count two, on or about December 22nd, 2017, in Northern District, District of Georgia, and elsewhere, the defendants, Terrell Davis, also Rollo, and then these are the other people, did knowingly and intentionally possess with intent to distribute a control substance, that is, at least 100 kilos of a mixture and substance containing a detectable amount of marijuana, a Schedule One control substance in violation of Title 21, 
841A, B1, blah, 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 right? And then count three. Which one is this one? Okay, yeah, conspiracy. So 846, guys, is 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 a conspiracy. 28, 21 U.S.C. 846. And then count four. This one. Oh, yeah, because there's different people in, in, the, uh, in the indictment. And then count five. Okay, honor about... Uh, April 15, 2018, Northern District of Georgia. The defendant, Benton Mitchell, also known as OG and William Rhodes, also known as Chaos, aided and abetted by each other and others, known and unknown to the grand jury, didn't only possess a firearm in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime for which they may be prosecuted in the court of the United States. That is possession with intent to distribute marijuana as alleged in uh, count four of the superseding indictment in the violation of Title 18, United States Code 924C. Okay. And that right there, gentlemen, is why they went after these guys so hard. Basically, right, and the indictment shows it all. Remember, guys, a criminal complaint, you just, you know, you're just typing up an affidavit because you got him in custody. You need to get him, you need to get some kind of charging document on him so that you can keep him in jail, right? So now they come with the superseding indictment. And the superseding indictment has pretty much everything here. And you can see here, guys, that they went after these dudes because they were trafficking marijuana interstate. Not only that, they had guns when they were doing it, guys, okay? Anytime you sell drugs and you also have guns, it doesn't matter how little the drugs are, guys. They're going to come after you for for um, 924C. If you guys are wondering, 924C is how they got Pushaisty. Okay? Pushaisty, same shit. Not only was you robbing the guy, right, which that's a whole, we made a whole joke on that, right? Basically, long story short, he robbed some dude of, of marijuana and Jordans, right? Which, by the way, he was renting his McLaren as well. But the problem is that he robbed him, okay, and it affected interstate commerce because he robbed them for sneakers that he found online because the dude runs an online sneaker resale business. So that was definitely a big. And then the fact that he possessed a firearm in the middle of a drug trafficking crime and he shot his gun, okay, is why he's getting so much time. All right. So possession of a firearm while committing a drug trafficking crime is like an automatic mandatory five years minimum. It's like mandatory, okay? Count six. On or about April 15, 2018, Northern District of Georgia, the defendant, Benton Mitchell, also known as OG, who was then under indictment for a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year, that is, a criminal attempt to con commit armed robbery in a criminal case, right? Aggravated assault. Look at this. It's a federal case. Possession of a knife during commission of a felony in a criminal case. Goddamn. Did, did willfully receive a firearm that is a Springfield Armory XD 9mm pistol said firearm having been shipped and transported interstate and foreign commerce in violation of Title 18 United States Code 922N and 924A1D. Holy shit. I'll tell y'all right now, that dude is looking at some time. Okay? <laughs> He's looking at some time. Count seven. On or about April 15th. 2018, Northern District of Georgia, and the defendant Quinta, uh, Quintavis Scott, also known as Draco, aided and abetted by uh, by others, known unknown to the grand jury, did not only possess a farm and furtherance of a drug trafficking crime for which he may be prosecuted in court of the United States, that is, possession with intent to distribute marijuana, as alleged in court, account for the superseding indictment in violation of Title 8, United States Code 924C. God damn. On or about May 17, 2018, Northern District of Florida, uh, Georgia, and elsewhere, the defendant Markeith Thomas, did knowingly and intentionally possess with intent to distribute a controlled substance that is a mixture and a substance containing a detectable amount of marijuana, Schedule 1, in violation of Title 21, A41A. Uh, and then count nine. What did this guy do? Yep, he also, Marquis Thomas, did knowingly possess a farm. Wait, hold on. Yep, yeah, so he got him with the drugs and they got him with the possession of a farm 
in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime as well. And then we got our boy, uh, on or about May 17, 2018, in the Northern District of Georgia, the defendant Marquis Thomas having been convicted of at least one of the following felony offenses. God damn. Yep. He got, he's a convicted felon trafficking heroin. Yep. Yep. 922G felon in possession of firearms. So they got him for that as well. Fuck. So they got him for the possession of, of, of marijuana, right? Trafficking in marijuana. Then they got him for possession of a firearm while committing a drug trafficking offense. And they got him for felon in possession of a firearm. <laughs> Bro. My man literally had the worst people with him to be doing these kinds of crimes. Count 11. All right. Arthur Ott, also known as Keith, having been convicted of following a felony offense that is armed robbery in or about 2008 in the Superior Court of Newton County, Georgia. That aforesaid conviction being for a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year did knowingly possess at least one of the following firearms, a Taurus Model P T111 Millennium G2 9mm pistol and nine rounds of Remington 9mm ammunition, all in violation of Title, 20, <laughs> Title 18, United States Code, Section 922G1. Oh, my God. So let me get this straight. Not only... Are you trafficking drugs from California to Georgia on a private jet? Okay. Large sums. Okay. Hundreds of pounds, but you're trafficking it with convicted felons who also have guns. Bro. Literally, if I was the feds on this one, I'm, I'm just like, that was easy. Like, this is too easy. Like, you guys are literally like it, you, it doesn't get any crazier than that. Now, now you guys know why they went after Rollo and his team so hard. Normally, guys, I'll be honest with y'all. I used to get people for weed all the time, right? Remember, I didn't do shit unless it was 100 kilos or more, right? We couldn't take like the, the AUSA wouldn't even I wouldn't even leave my house if it wasn't at least 100 kilos. Right. But. If it's just weed, it's not that big a deal. But when it's weed, right, and guns, they're coming after you, bro. And and this dude had hundreds of pounds, all right. And I know in Georgia and Atlanta, they're not that busy where they can, they can turn down five hundred pounds. They're gonna in Georgia, they're gonna take fifty pounds if it involves guns as well. You know what I'm saying? I was on a Mexican border, bro. We were getting thousands of pounds when I was there. Thousands, thousands. Okay, it's like another day in the office. Oh, caught a. You know, track the trailer with 2,000 pounds of weed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Another day in the fucking office. Right? But um, with these guys, and it was that shitty Mexican weed too. It wasn't like, it's not like that good California shit. He probably got that good California stuff. You know, he was going all the way to California to get it and then bringing it back, probably that hydroponic shit. But we were getting that shitty Mexican weed with weeds in it, with seeds in it and shit. All right? So I know for a fact that going on a private jet, buying hundreds of pounds of marijuana, making the kind of money he was making, right? And then also having a bunch of convicted felons with you, right? Traveling with you, having guns. Bro, it's literally like I cannot even like... Oh, my God! Yeah. And then uh, upon conviction of more... Uh, so this is the forfeiture, guys. So basically, they're going to take the money. Look at this. They're going to take... Oh, shit. Okay, let, let's... Okay, this is going to be an even bigger L right here. 
Upon conviction of one or more of the controlled substance offenses alleged in counts one through four and count A of the superseding indictment, the defendants Terrell Davis, also known as Rallo, Manu Jones, and all their names, right, uh, shall forfeit to United States pursuant to Title 21, United States Code 835-853-A, all property constituting or derived from proceeds obtained directly or indirectly as a result of the said violations and all property used or intended to be used in any manner or part to commit to facilitate the commission of said violations, including but not limited to the following. Money judgment, a sum of money in United States currency equal to the amount of proceeds each defendant obtained as a result of the offenses for which the defendant is convicted. Goddamn. And then real property. Looks like we got six properties. All right. Currency and bank funds, 39920 in U.S. currency is seized on or about April 18, 2018 at 701 Walden Boulevard, Atlanta, Georgia. $336 in United States currency is seized on or about April 18, 2018 at 701 Walden Boulevard, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, an undetermined amount of U.S. United States currency seized on or about April 18, 2018 at 1177 Lucille Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia. Any and all funds maintained in SunTrust bank account numbers ending in 73. 73- a7 and 4003, both held in the names of Pharmacy. Oh my God, Famrica LLC, and then all these vehicles. God damn. And then nine, 2011 Ford Ecoline E37 350 van bearing the VIN. And then also they're going to take these guns. God damn, bro. Y'all want to see? Let's see. Let's see how much. Okay. You know what? Let's have a little bit of fun. Give me a one in the chat if you guys want me to run each of these properties and see how much each of these houses is worth. Give me a one in the chat if you guys want me to do it. If you want me to continue on, just give me a two. Give me a one in the chat if you guys want me to run these properties and we can see how much he's about to lose. Or uh, give me a two if you guys want me to just keep going. I'll let the chat decide. All right. Let's do it. So we got the first property here. All right. And this one's an apartment complex. This is where they did the search warrant, if I'm not mistaken. So let's see here. All right. All right. So I'm on Zillow. Now, Zillow is not the most accurate, guys, but it's, uh, it's not bad. So let me see here. Hold on, first and foremost. Let me put this address in. So let's see what this address is first, okay? So if I'm not mistaken, I'm almost certain this is the apartment complex they did the raid at. Okay. All units. Right, so this is it. Yeah, I'm almost certain this is yeah, this is where they did the, the okay, so this is where they did the um uh this is where they raided uh uh his house originally. All right? This was his his apartment complex and there's 20 units it looks like. All right? So, let's go ahead and punch in this address. Okay? And see this is going to man, this this one's going to hurt. I could already tell. This is a very This is a fucking uh Apartment complex. Hmm. Hold on. God damn it. Zillow fucking trash. All right. Okay, so it's saying 
This is what it's telling me. 215,000. Okay. Really? 215,000. But this is an apartment complex, though. Hmm. Okay. This is all. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that one. We'll come back to that one. Okay. So the other address, okay, is... Here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move this over here, guys. All right. So the next one is 701 Walden Boulevard. Okay. All right. So now we're gonna systematically start moving through these bad boys. All right. Here's the other one. Bam, bam. Okay. This one is worth 519,000. Okay. So I'm gonna start running a, a a calculation on these right now. So we got 215. Thousand plus five nineteen thousand. Okay, we're at seven hundred thirty-four k. All right, someone in the chat keep keep uh, keep tabbing that. Right now, next house is going to be nineteen forty-five Kimberly uh, Kimberly Road, which we know this one is what what the uh, what one of the Sprinter vans, if I'm not mistaken, came back to one of the one of the one of the uh, one of the vehicles that was used to transport the the drugs. All right, this one, what the fuck? There we go. Okay, this house is worth 130,000. So now we're up to 864,000. Right? Now, next house, 1908 Kimberly Road, Atlanta, Georgia. So he has he owns 1945 and he owns 1908. This one 176,000. All right, now we're up to a million dollars in real estate. And he also owns 1918 West Kimberly Road, Atlanta. Oh, uh, bro, you know what? I guarantee each of these houses is a fucking stash house, probably, man. All right. 22 grand. God. Oh, it's worth. Okay. It's worth 191,000, okay. Okay. God damn. Hold on, did I have the other one right? 19 1908 real fast. Did I have that one right? Okay, uh, it sold for 176. All right, so let me add another 13,000. I accidentally, uh, yeah, another no, another yeah, 13,000. But I'll just say another 13. All right, I'm up to about 1.2 right now. All right, 229 Maple Street, Atlanta, Georgia, and I think this is the last house, guys. Here we go. 266,000. All right. 1.5 mil pretty much is what I'm at. God damn, bro. Holy. <laughs> the government is not playing around. So, oh, wrong one. My bad. Uh, it was this that I was going to show y'all. Okay. 
So yeah, man, we're looking at fucking wow, incredible. A lot of a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, one point five. One point five looks like uh, for all those houses, and then another forty k. So yeah, and then oh, these cars too. We need yeah, we didn't even talk <laughs> all these cars as well. This is probably gonna be another easy um, couple hundred thousand as well with these homes with these cars. I mean, twenty fifteen Lamborghini Aventador Coupe. Like we already know what time that one's gonna be. That one's gonna be worth a couple hundred thousand by itself. Because the vendors are hard to come by, especially now with the way the market is. Yeah, these cars. I don't know the mileage, so we won't be able to get an accurate thing, but this is going to be a couple hundred thousand, these, all these vehicles. God damn. And we, and we don't know, guys. Here's the other thing, too. I mean, the guns, who gives a fuck about the guns? A couple probably pieces of shit. But um, the other thing, too, guys, remember, they're also going to take all the money from his... Uh, where is it? Um, all the money from his um, from his LLC, so all the merch sales, everything, they're gonna take it. Any money that's in there, and I guarantee his music money's in there as well. So they're gonna take all that money, man. Because as soon as you have you like what I tell y'all, man, drug money, as soon as it's commingled in with with legit money, the government could take all of it, man. So, whoo, man, this is not good, not good at all. All right, um, so chat. Uh, hit me with any questions, guys. We'll open it up for the Q and A part now. Um, oh, and then actually, you know what? Let me pull up his. Uh, let me pull up his his thing real fast for y'all. Real fast, I'll pull this up. So here's his actual case as well. But yeah, guys, start getting in your cues now because uh, your questions now because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do the Q and A here in a second. Logging in. Okay, so here's his actual case, right? And uh, okay, let me check here. Make sure I didn't miss any of you guys on. Oh, you guys are wondering how much time he's going to do? He hasn't been sentenced yet, guys, it looks like. I don't think he's been sentenced yet. Okay, yeah, this was the houses. Okay. So, um, so he, as you guys can see, here he is, right? This is, uh, this is Rallo, right? What they hit him with? They hit him with the, um, all controlled substance charges. Luckily, he didn't get no gun charges. You know, luckily for him. He, he had his team holding the guns for him. <laughs> Right, which is why these guys are in bad spots, all of them. Um, here's his attorney, right? Looks like he has a couple of them here. Right, these are all the defendants. See, a couple of them already got sentenced, guys. You can see. Rallo still hasn't been sentenced yet. He's he's probably going to be the last one to get sentenced. But uh, a couple of guys. So this guy got here 60 months, right? So he's got five years. He got um He probably pled guilty, which is why some of the charges got dismissed. This guy got sentenced 60 months. Okay. Um, let's see who else. Oh, this guy got dismissed, dismissed, dismissed. Okay, this guy got 72 months. Okay. Who else? This guy got 72 months. This guy got 60 months. So it looks like everyone is doing somewhere between five to eight, nine-ish years. This guy also got 60 months, which is five years. This guy got 15 months. Oh, the woman, Shinkita Potts. What did she get? They just got her for the drugs. 15 months. She probably had no criminal history. 
All those other guys definitely had a record, man. God damn. Um, and also, she's a woman. We all know women serve, serve like 60% less time typically. But she probably, but to, be, but to be honest, everyone else had a criminal history, which is why they were getting, you know, hit, hit on those pretty hard. Yeah, these are all the arrest warrants executed, right? Um, and then this is the stuff that you guys can look at. So look, if you come down all the way here, everyone pretty much got their judgments. So they're still waiting on Rallo. Rallo's probably going to get uh, sentenced here uh, some, soon. Because if you guys look here, look, these people got sentenced literally like a week ago. Right? March 17th. So Rallo's going to be coming up soon. Now, here's the thing, guys. If he gets... um like 60 months or whatever, he's only, he's already been in jail since like 2018. So he's, he's only going to do like another two years probably because they're going to give him something called time served. Okay. Cause he's been in jail for so long. Uh, let's see here. Notice of sentencing. Okay. So he's going to get sentenced. Uh, I'm trying to notice a filing. I'm trying to see here because I know his lawyer wrote something to like try to get him a, a lower sentence, but I, I don't, I don't think they're going to, cause what they're going to do is they're, I don't think he's going to get a lower sentence guys. Cause what they're going to probably do is they're going to try to illustrate that he was a mastermind. Right. And he was a financer. And since they're going to or, uh, or write it that would, since they're probably going to put him as the head, right. Since he was, the, he was a rapper, he was the name, he was the um, the one financing everything else like that. He's gonna probably get you know uh, a good amount of time because they're they're gonna they're gonna put him as like the they call they're not gonna call him the kingpin but they're gonna call him the head of the organization. So yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, yeah. The, the court system moves kind of slow, guys, as y'all can see, right? So and I think did he plead guilty? He probably pled. Yeah, he definitely pled guilty by now. Let's see here, plea. Oh, if you guys do control F, because as you guys can see, this is a case that's been going on forever. Right? Oh, let me see here. Click Davis. All right, let me see here. Guilty. Uh uh guilty plea. How you find stuff here? Okay. So this is their okay. So this is their arraignment, guys. What the arraignment is, where you you know it's your formal it's your formal thing where you actually like, you know, enter in your your um your thing, you enter in your uh your plea, and of of course they're gonna say not guilty in the beginning. See, as you can see, this is up in like 2018. So as you get further and further along, okay, let me you know what, let me put plea agreement. That's where I was gonna be. So there's certain search terms you should look for plea agreement. Okay, here we go. Um, okay. Defendant pled guilty without a plea agreement as to counts three and four of the superseding indictment. Okay, so who is that though? Uh, let me see here. Let's go open this shit up. View document. Sometimes you got to view it, guys. Okay, so plea with counsel. Signature. Okay, so Michael, one of the guys, Michael Hunnett, whatever his name is, Hunnicut, he pled guilty. Okay. But we don't really care about him. Let's see. Agreement. Okay. Boom. 
And this is how you guys go through this stuff. I know Pacer is very, it's a government database, man. So you already know it's going to be a pain in the ass to go through. Um, Contavis Scott pled guilty. Um, Judge Michael Brown, Marky Thomas. Well, yeah, he better plead guilty. They hit him with the gun charges and everything. Uh, defend, uh, bam. Brenton Mitchell, she could pots. Wrong plea agreement. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see here. You know what? Let me try putting in his name as well. He had to have pled guilty, man. He had to have pled guilty at this point. Unless you're going to try to take it to trial. If he's going to try to take it to trial, he's man, it's not a good look for our boy. Uh, okay, JT. Hey, Meyer, my wife Kendra is a huge fan and says, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, guys, subscribe to the channel, by the way, and like the video. Help me out with the engagement, guys. It means a lot. Um, I don't know why it's not showing up here. See, and guys, sometimes Pacer acts like this, like where it's like very difficult to find like documents. Um, but okay, Kevin Harp. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just go through each of these goddamn things. Plea agreement. Okay, so this is what a guilty plea looks like, guys. Typically, it's like they acknowledge, yes, I fucked up. I I, I plead guilty. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't intend to contest this in the future. So let's see here. And you just go to the bottom. Okay. Who 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 signed this one? Okay, your boy, uh Kevin Harp. Okay. You know what? Okay, this is what we'll do. Sometimes to make it easier, this is what you do. I'll I'll show you how to do this. So this is USA versus D Davis at all. What L all means, guys, is this is the entire conspiracy. This is him and everything and everyone else. But this is what we're going to do. To narrow it down, guys, right? I'm going to show you guys how to do this. Give you all some game right now. So you're going to go Pacer, Northern District of Georgia, right? Give you all some sauce right now. Go in here, right? Always, always go off of the district that you know it's in, man. It's easier to do it that way, right? You're going to go Query. All right. So we know, nah, we ain't even going to, well, I'm going to show you guys how to do it. So you're going to go Davis, right? And then we're going to go Terrell, right? Now we're going to go run query. Now we know this is him right here. And we're going to go docket report. Okay. And you're going to hit run report. Okay. Nope. Oh, this is someone else, I guess. My bad. Wrong person. 1991. God damn. Okay. This is probably this one. Yeah. Sometimes you have to play with the guys to see who is who, but that one's it. So, um, we're going to go, uh, Terrell Davis. Okay. Just him, not USA versus at all. All right. So this one should only have his stuff now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So look, so see now it doesn't have all the, the defendants in it. It's just him. So it's going to be a lot easier to go through it now because it's not all the defendants. So now. Okay. Here's a sentencing memorandum, right? 
But let's see. That's not Lee. Okay, he pled not guilty on on May second, twenty eighteen, which makes sense. Two weeks after he got arrested. Okay, arraignment part two, plea of not guilty. All right. Okay, and then twenty twenty, change of plea, a change of plea hearing is set for one six twenty twenty one. Okay, so he's gonna change his plea. And then on, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. So he said, so a change of plea hearing set for January 1st, 26, 20, uh, January 6th, 2021 at 2 p.m. So did he not fucking, hmm, okay. This doesn't make sense. Is he going to try to go to trial? <laughs> What? Okay, request for leave of absence. That's weird. Request for leave of absence again. Submission. Okay. Strange. I've never seen this before, guys. Let's 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 take a let's take a let's take a dive on the wild side here and see what the hell's going on. Okay, let's see here. Okay, this is a notify the court pursuant to letter 5-7. That will be out of the office. This leave of absence supplements my previously filed leave of absence June 16, 2021. I'll be attending medical appointments. I'll take a family vacation. I'll take a family vacation. Wait. So my man... <laughs> Let me get this straight. So, he's just been chilling the past, like, year? Bro. Wow. Okay. Okay, I guess he's just going to sit in jail because my man want to take a vacation. What the hell is going on here? Bro. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay, government's document. So the, the last thing we hear, Exhibit 762 from evidentiary hearing held on March 8, 2019. Um, the law were destroyed as directed by 763 and exhibit return. Okay, let's look at this. Exhibit 762. Oh, don't have permission to view. Okay. Okay, let's look at this. 763. Let's look at this. Notice of, to Council of Record and Parties. Pursuant to Local Rule 79D, you are hereby notified that do documentary exhibits in the above style case will be uh, disposed of if you have not recovered same within 30 days from the date of this letter. Any audio and video exhibits will be retained until after the time for appeal has expired or in appealed cases until entry in the appellate court's mandate. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So something is going on with the evidence. Since this case has been going on so long, I wouldn't be surprised if ATF already destroyed the evidence because everyone else pled. Well, let's see here. We're going through this together, guys. I'm looking at this real time with y'all. Let's see here. This attachment one. So we got a sentencing recommendation thing here. Let's look here. What we got. Too late, a strategic path forward. Okay. All right. So this is what his attorney. All right. So. Okay, so I, I took a look at this earlier. So, sentencing memorandum as to Terrell Davis, filed by Terrell Davis, attachments uh, one, right? So, okay, so let's look at this, right? 
view all, right? View document. So this is what his defense attorney um, filed on his behalf. God damn it. Open. All right. So sentencing memorandum. Come now, defendant Terrell Davis by and through his undersigned counsel and hereby files a sentencing memorandum in support of this memorandum that Mr. Davis shows as follows. And this is basically, um, this is like them trying to get him less time. So let's read through it a little bit. Okay. Um, and this is where they're going to kind of, you know, Hey, he's not that bad of a guy guys. Like, come on. All right. Mother Teresa Calcutta famously observed. We think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked and homeless. The party of being unwanted, unloved and uncared for is the greatest poverty. We must start in our own poems to remedy this kind of poverty. Terrell Davis's life illustrates how poverty and neglect inflict lasting trauma on the defenseless youth in our society. Raised by a mother who was addicted to alcohol and drugs, Mr. Davis did not even meet his siblings until he was nine years old because they had been abandoned by his mother and were raised in the foster care system. Davis' father was a drug dealer who also suffered from kidney disease, and thus there was no stable father figure in Mr. Davis's life. Mr. Davis has Memories of living in abandoned homes and infested with mold, snakes, and rodents, and only having access to electricity by stretching extension cords from next door, uh, from a next door home. Uh, although he wanted to be like other preteens and teens in regular attendance school, Mr. Davis encountered difficulty getting to school on time because his mother party all night. And Mr. Davis rarely got sufficient rest or food to sustain him throughout the day. So, as you guys can see, his his you know his defense attorney is trying to paint him as a picture like, hey man, he's a victim to the system. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh. You know, hey, cut him some slack. Let's see here. The grant should court a variance from the guideline range based on the criteria of 18 U.S.C. So, okay. So this is where, so as you guys know, there's sentencing guidelines in in the federal court system, okay? With the amount of drugs that he had um, and the fact that he's considered, you know, going to be considered the figurehead, they're going to give him more time, which is a defense attorney trying to fight this, okay? So let's read through this. And 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 in here they talked about why he should get less, right? Because he's a good person. He, you know, he's been through a lot. You know, he overcame adversity. Sorry, guys. Like I said, I'm a little bit under the weather. I apologize. Since the United States Supreme Court decided the United States v. Booker, a district court engages in two-step process for sentencing. First, the district court must consult with the guidelines and cal- correctly calculate the range pursuant to the sentencing guidelines of the United States v. Crawford. And guys, when they're referencing cases like this, these are like landmark cases that like set precedent, okay? So they're using these as references. Second, the district court must consider several factors to determine a reasonable sentence. The nature and circumstances of the defense and the history and characteristics of the accused. The need to reflect the seriousness of the defense, the need to, for deterrence, the need to protect the public, the need to provide the accused with needed educational or vocational training or medical care, the kinds of sentencing available, the sentencing guideline range, uh, pertinent policy statements and all this other crap, right? And they cite the cases. Let's see here what they're trying to say here. Damn. Okay. <laughs> all right. It is entirely permissible for the court to consider factors other than uh, accused conduct when fashioning a sentence. The guideline themselves, although now advisory, protect that in determining the sentence imposed within the guideline range or whether departure from the guidelines is warranted. The court may consider without limitation any uh, information concerning the background character and conduct of the defendant unless otherwise prohibited by law. The commentary to that provision uh, uh, further explains that a court may consider information that the guidelines do not take into account in determining a sentence within the guideline range. 
Okay, so here we go. The sentence of 108 months, which is a joint recommendation of the plea agreement. So he did get a plea agreement. I don't know why it's not located on the on the thing. That also has me going. I don't know why that's not there. I should be able to see that goddamn plea agreement. Something is sketchy that it's not there. Um, accomplishes the defined purpose of sentencing in that imprisonment term. Provides deterrence, protects the public, and reflects the seriousness of the offense. Importantly, it is sufficient, but not greater than the necessary to comply with the purpose of sentencing. Undersigned counsel cannot imagine where he would be in life's journey if he was neglected and regulated to live alone in an abandoned home at age 12. Mr. Davis experienced the poverty of being unloved and uncared for. Mr. Davis' path to the present was was littered with minefields of temptation and criminality. By following that course, Mr. Davis has caused great harm to society. He recognizes that fact is the accepted responsibility for his conduct. It is time for Mr. Davis to serve the agreed upon sentence and begin a fresh start to a productive, meaningful, passion, passionate, lawful life. Wherefore, Mr. Davis asked that the court impose a sentence of 108 months. God fucking damn. <laughs> guys, that's nine years. That is nine years. What did I tell y'all? I told you guys that they were going to try to give him more time because he's considered the mastermind. Even though he didn't have the gun charges or anything like that, they're going to give him more because he's the financer slash the mastermind in the eyes of the U.S. government because he's at the top of the totem pole. When you're at the top of the totem pole, you always get more time. So they're trying to get him 108 months, guys. They're trying to get him nine years. He's facing more. Okay? So this is not good, bro. They're trying to get him 800, 108 months. And here's the other thing too, guys. I'm not going to make any accusations, but... We saw the criminal complaint. They had those two names redacted. I guarantee those people cooperated with the government, okay? And then number three, the fact that his plea agreement isn't on the, the DACA report also has me going, um, what's going on here? Like, I'm not saying he's talking, but it's um, it's strange. It's, it's unorthodox for his plea agreement to not be on a DACA report. That's a very important document. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that his attorney took a long period of time and didn't like just like kept taking absence of uh, absence of time, absence of time, absence of time. Like you would think like, yo, if you're trying to fight the case actively, you would not want to take any time off. But that tells me the fact that his attorney was so comfortable just taking time off. And the fact that he's that, you know, the plea agreement isn't there is just I'm not going to make no accusations. I can't sit, call. I, I I cannot sit here and tell you guys. Oh, I think he's talking. But it is things that definitely has has me with an eyebrow raise. That's all I'm going to say. It's possible he's not talking at all, you know. But um, definitely things that I've the, the, very unorthodox. And then also the fact that he's fighting for 108 months. This is not good. You know what I'm saying? Like he's looking at a lot of time. Um, dude. Baby soldier case, and if a car is following you in Florida, what do I do? Can I shoot them? Uh, I don't know about that, bro. Your life needs to be in imminent danger for you to shoot at people. So don't shoot people just because they're following you, okay? Um, but yeah, um, let's see here. Any other questions? Open it up for Q&A now, guys. We're going to transition over. And sorry, guys, I sound like this. Like I said, I'm, I'm feeling a bit under the weather. Uh, not feeling too hot right now, but like I said, Mama didn't raise no bitch, okay? Real ninjas get the work done regardless of how they feel. Guys, do me a favor also. Man, what's up, baby? Shout out to our boy, 1090J. He was uh, he did a breakdown of this case as well, but I already broke it down for y'all. Um, he didn't cover a lot of things. I, uh, shout out to him anyway. Uh, yeah, go, uh, good YouTube channel. Um, okay, let me show you. What was I going to do? Oh, yeah. Make sure I don't miss any super chats. 
Um, okay. So, uh, okay. Sorry, guys. I'm opening this up on the other screen. Uh, okay. So, let me see here if and there's any other questions. But now you guys know why they went after him so hard. It's because there were guns involved as well. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Myron, uh, JT, my, oh, yep. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you guys supporting. Oh, the new Melly evidence? Guys, I told y'all, man, Melly's in trouble, bro. It, it is it is not good for Melly, man. I've been told y'all. And, and every, here's the funny part. Everything I told you guys is happening, right? I told you guys, like, I, I predicted, yo, He's gonna he's gonna get the death penalty. What are they trying to do? They're trying to push the death penalty on him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, okay, Jonathan Hogu, thanks to the money monies, all I could think of are the missed business opportunities by renting those cars on Turo and putting those cargo vans to work. Yeah, there you go. Um, shout out to you. Uh making sure uh one to the three. Thanks for the content, brother. Now I got something to listen to while at work. FNF, we get we up gang gang. Thank you so much, Juan. Uh, Felix Ventura. Uh, just curious, what type of cases would you not break down? Like I guess I could break down any case, guys. It's just that uh, state cases are a pain in the ass. And then I will do the Tory and Meg one, but I just need all the information before I do it. Uh, Christina's helped me with that. Uh, thanks for the, uh, let's see here. Fedit, uh, Dollface helped me out with that. Thank you so much. John Doe, can you break down Snoop Dogg murder? Was the case? Ah, John Doe, two bucks. Yes, I can do that in the future. Yeah, I can do that one. King Life, Martin, start taking a little zinc uh, three times a week, bro. It'll help with the alopecia. Yeah, bro, I am. Uh, I'm probably gonna get with a with a with a fucking hair doc and, and get that handled. Um, uh, Raul, keep grinding, brother. No one breaks down compares. Yep, thank you so much, Raul. I appreciate that. Uh, Ten bucks from K K six Maserati. Um, he goes. Uh, if you actually answer the body count question with an actual number, you guys will go viral. Black Turtle will have a field day of. That number is below six. FNF gang, we up. Okay. Uh, Sebastian, two bucks. Appreciate that. Kenny Singh, we need you to break down Hood Rich Pablo one case. Yep. Uh, uh, and then we had Joseph earlier with the big $100 super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Um, we're just going through. Uh, being humbled, Mo, and I forgot to say, Amanda, you did a really good. Uh, job for your first time working as a team with Myron. Let it be a roasting session again. LOL, bless up. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I think I caught all the chats now. I, I'm definitely caught up. Um, all right. And then thank you so much for this, Jonathan Hogu. So, yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, let me see what the likes are at right now. I didn't stop the video too much for likes, guys. I, I didn't want to do that. I want, I was, obviously I'm doing this one solo. Uh, guys, we're at 964 likes. Can you guys at least do me a quick solid? Give me to 1,000 for the fact that I feel like crap right now and I'm doing this thing for y'all because I love you guys, even though I feel like crap. Um, you know, I could be on a boat with Fresh and Chris with some twins, <laughs> but I'm here breaking down this Rollo case. I know you guys had asked for a, for a while. So, you know, I'm happy to do it. But uh, yeah, man, do me a favor. Like the video, man. Subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate you guys' uh, love and support. Uh, it means a lot, man. It really does. Um, and, you know, these videos aren't easy to do. Doing the podcast isn't easy. Uh, but, you know, it's always great. I actually look forward to these Sundays a lot of the time because, like I said, I'm not on the job anymore. And being able to, you know, break down these cases with you guys, read through the stuff, you know, give my predictions, everything else like that. 
it's it's a lot of fun. It really is, and I enjoy uh, spending this time with you guys. It's it's great. You know, you guys the best chat ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, guys, like the video. So anyway, so tomorrow, guys, we're gonna have Money Monday. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna cover yet. We might cover something with with uh with credit, or uh, ways to make money. But um, yeah, guys, Money Monday is tomorrow, 6 p.m. And then we're going to have, obviously, our nighttime show. And uh, let's see here. A special guest that we got coming. Oh, I got... Um, hmm. If y'all get the likes up to... Let's see here. Because I just locked in a few a few big guests, actually, the, um, the past couple of days. If you guys get me to... Let's see here. Get me to 1.2K likes, guys, in the next... I'll give it two minutes, 60 seconds. I'm going to turn my watch on right now. If you guys get me to 1.2K, right, I will go ahead and I will um and I'll announce two two guests that I got coming. Two big guests that I got coming. Actually, three. I got three guests coming that I'll announce for y'all. But I need you guys to like the video first. So right now we're 15 seconds in. I'm gonna give y'all two minutes. If you guys can get me to 200 likes, uh, well, get me to 1,200 likes, I will um it will be lit. It will definitely be lit. I'll announce the three guests that I got coming. But I need the likes right now. Let's see here. Super chat came in from Overdose. Oh, shout out to you, Overdose. Yeah, none of this stuff is easy. Get them likes up. Thank you, Overdose. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, Rallo is in your, is in your neck of the woods, bro, up there in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, you could probably go bid on some of those houses when the government puts them up on sale. <laughs> get into the real estate, man, because the government's going to put that shit cheap, bro. They're, they want to get rid of it, bro. The government does not want to hold on to property. They're going to put that shit cheap. So any of you guys that are real estate investors, go search those houses, bro. See if you can get, get in on them. I gave you all the numbers on them and how much they're all worth, man. We're looking at 1.5 million real estate that the, the government took away from all of them, bro. All right, let's see what the likes are at, guys. Oh, also, guys, yo, go check out the breakdown I did on the Boston Marathon bombing. Yo, that one was really good, guys. I, I went in detail on that one, man. I pulled up like where everything happened. I was I was there at the time when everything occurred. So that shit was lit. What are we at? What are we at? What are we at? 1.1. 1. 1. 100 more likes, guys. We're at 135. 1 minute 35. 2 minutes. Okay. Right. You guys can see the watch right here. One, one, uh, 15 seconds to go. Give me the 1,200 likes, guys. And I will give y'all the guests. Shout out to Ken M, new member. Shout out to you. Welcome to the Fedit team. Oh, also, by the way, guys, I got new, I got badges, by the way, now. Y'all, y'all can check out the badges. I got like new badges that are like, you know, Fedit, um, that are like Fedit inspired. Okay. Um, do do an uh breakdown on Operation Black Widow in California. Hmm, what is Operation Black Widow? I'll check that out. Uh Myron, would you try to get one of those apartment complexes once they're available? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Let me see here what Operation Black Widow is. I, I never heard of this. Operation Black Widow, California. Operation Black Widow, California. I'll show y'all. Hmm. Okay. Let me. I'll share the screen with y'all right now. Let's see here what this is. Operation Black Widow. Okay. So this is from. Vario Vario history two bucks do operation Black Widow in California. All right, so this is what I see here. Confirm if this is correct for me, Vario. Is this it right here? 
Feds announced takedown of California Nuestra family. California's Nuestra family gang and leadership. What the fuck? No thanks. Get out of here. Uh, God damn it. Why are these guys always trying to... Okay, 55... Okay, you know what? Fuck this shit. Nuestra family. It's a criminal organization of uh, Mexican-American. You know what? There we go. All right. Uh, the Nuestra family's uh, familiar as general counsel and other members and associates charged with racketeering indictment describes the prison gang's nexus of the power overseeing thousands of gang members throughout California. Federal grand jury returned indictment charging 17 defendants with racketeering conspiracy. Okay, let's see who did this case. Probably the FBI. Let's see here. Uh, remember, guys, do you guys remember how to see uh, how which agency did the case? Remember, you go, you look at who does the first announcement, right? So, so of course, the general said, okay, acting U.S. Attorney Hines, okay? So the U.S. Attorney always does the first, like, comment, right? Then, boom. The arrest made yesterday most sign signify the arrest of the Nuestra family leader, familia leadership will severely cripple the ability of the criminal enterprise to continue to facilitate crimes in communities throughout the state and help break a decades-old cycle of violence, said FBI San Francisco special agent in charge, Fair. So, so now you know it's the FBI. Right, and then here's the DEA special agent in charge comes second. So it was FBI and DEA case. Um, and then, yeah, the charging announcement was made by acting United States Attorney Stephanie Hines, Federal Bureau of Investigation Special Agent Charge, Craig D. Fair, and DEA Special Agent Charge, Wade R. Shannon. So the first investigative agency that's announced after the U.S. Attorney is the, is the, is the lead agency. That's how you guys know. Okay. So, yeah, so here's the, and then here's the indictment right here. Drug trafficking. Northern District, California. Interesting. Okay. Racketeering. Yeah, I could break this down. In the, yeah, I could break this down in the future. Definitely. All right. Cool. All right. Let's see what the likes are at right now. I gave you a little bit extra time. God damn it. Let's see. We got... All right. We're at 1.2. All right. All right. Y'all did it. Y'all did it. All right. So I got... On April 15th, we got... Chris Jones from Pump Chasers coming. OG fitness YouTuber. Shout out to him. He's coming on April 15th. Then we got Ed Lattimore coming April 18th. Okay. And then we got Minister Jap coming in fucking May. All right. It's going to be lit. It's going to be fucking lit. And then also when we have the Conference of Masculine Excellence, you know, everyone's going to be in town. We're going to definitely do a panel show as well right here on Fresh and Fit with a bunch of the speakers from the CME. All right. And then next week, I'm going to do the, um, I'm going to do this case for you guys next week. So, you know what? I want you guys to kind of uh, read up on it a little bit, but I'm going to do this case for y'all next week. Robert Hansen. Okay. Uh, Robert Philip Hansen, American former FBI agent, right, who was a double agent who spied for the Soviet Union and Russian intelligence services against the United States from 1979 to 2001. This was going to be a banger. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, it's going to be lit. So, oh, and then also, oh, you know what? I'll make another, another announcement for y'all as well, because some of you guys don't know this. I got Steph is Cold, FedEx Fearless, MJ Get Right, Austin Dunham, all coming March 31st, guys. All right, so we're going to keep giving y'all this heat, baby. All right, we got 
guests come in all over the place. I'm going to be doing on Fedit fucking spy cases for you guys. I'm going to be doing interviews with, you know, Stephis Cold and the, the whole gang over there, right? Shout out to the RP Avengers. They're all going to be here in studio, all four of them together, guys. It's going to be a lit panel show. Um, and then I'm also going to do a one-on-one interview with FedEx and um, also with, um, with Steph. And then if time, if we got time, we'll do one with Austin too, if he wants to do one. As you guys know, I think we've done uh, a couple shows with Austin Dunham. Shout out to Austin Dunham. Awesome fucking dude. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, but we're definitely going to do that one-on-one interview for Steph is cold for y'all and also for FedEx. Shout out to those guys. Go subscribe to their channels. Austin Dunham, MJ Get Right. We are we had a show with uh, uh, MJ Get Right uh, last week, a week and a half ago. It was fucking awesome. Go check that out as well. Go subscribe to FedEx Fearless. Go subscribe to Steph is cold. You know, out, yo, we're out here promoting like, yo, shout out to everybody in the sphere, bro. We, we, we're not haters, man. Shout out to those guys. You know, just shout out to AMS. Uh, and yeah, like I said, we're going to have Ed Lattimore. We're going to have uh, Chris Jones from Pump Chasers. Uh, I'm going to get a uh, book of Alpharonomy for y'all as well. You know, he's going to be here in May. So it's going to be lit, man. We got a lot, a lot of heat coming for y'all, man. So um, it, it's going to be great. On this one, not going to lie, I'm probably going to need some help on the Robert uh, on Robert Hansen one because this case is very um, intense, guys. There's a lot to cover. Um, when it comes to these espionage and terrorism cases, guys, I'm not going to lie, they're, they're they are difficult to do because they're very um, complex. They're very, very complex. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I, I'm going to do it for y'all because I think you guys are really going to enjoy this stuff. Um, and, you know, I have a pretty good knowledge of, of, of terrorism cases as well. You know, I've, I've done them in the past, you know, uh, counterintelligence, not so much. Cause that's like, that's like what the FBI does. We don't really do that shit, but I'm very well aware of how the intelligence community works, how counterintelligence works, et cetera. So, you know what I'm saying? Nothing too crazy. Um, then we got money fetish. You helped so many men. I'm 20 and couldn't be more thankful. Hey, man, I got y'all, man. I'm the big brother you guys don't have, man. So um, regardless of how I feel, even though I feel like shit right now, uh, thank you guys for um, – I feel better now. You know, I feel a lot better uh, doing the show with you guys, even though I feel like crap. Like physically, I feel better mentally because of you guys, man. Um, we feed off each other, man. It's, it's, a, it's a community. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for the support. Um, I'll be doing this one next week, and then we got some heat coming for y'all at the end of the month. Shout out to all of the guys. Again, it's going to be Chris Jones from Pump Chasers on April 15th. It's going to be, well, okay, let's go chronologically. It's going to be, all right, <laughs> Steph is cold, MJ Get Right, FedEx Fearless, Austin Dunham, March 31st. We're going to have them on a panel show, and we're going to do one-on-one interviews, right? Then we got Chris Jones coming April 15th, uh, all the way from Dallas, Texas, Pump Chasers, a.k.a. Physiques of Greatness, OG fitness YouTuber, man. I used to watch this guy back in like 2010, 2011, 2012, Awesome, right? Then we're going to have uh, Ed Lattimore coming April 18th. Uh, we're also going to have Justin Waller on the show as well. Probably uh, not this Monday, but the Monday after, um, which is going to be, I think, uh, when is that? That's going to, Justin Waller is going to be, that's going to be uh, the 28th. It's going to be Justin Waller, right? Um, and then we're going to have um, Mr. Jap coming in May. And then I'll also have Book of Alphronomy in May as well when we do the CME. And we're going to have a CME panel show as well. It's those one-on-one interviews, guys. So we got y'all, man, over here at fucking Fresh and Fit, baby. Alright? Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Uh, thank you for making my uh, sickness feel better. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow at 6pm for Money Monday. Love you guys. Peace. Uh, NCIS. Okay. Uh, Alright. Let's, let's break this down, too. Uh, okay. So NCIS, Army CID, or AKA Sleeper, guys. These, these companies, right? So what happens is... Your boys over there at the bureau, FBI.